Hey, it's Preston, your host for the Pomsky 101 podcast. Don't worry, my voice does not sound like this in today's episode. Since the recording and publishing the episode today, I've come down with a sickness. But I wanted to give you guys a quick update. We've been working on a big project, updating the website. You may have noticed it was down for a couple of days as we transferred a lot of data. But we've got a new design on the website. We've updated a lot of the main pages. Uh, a big one is the available Pomsky's page is a, mo- a lot more user-friendly now. And we'll be continuing to update some pages uh, the next couple of weeks. So we're really excited about the new foundation we have and what we can do with it moving forward. Uh, Without further ado, let's dive into today's episode. Hey, Preston here, and welcome to the Pomsky 101 podcast, the official podcast of the Pomsky Owners Association, the leading authority in the Pomsky breed. Our community of Pomsky breeders and owners is dedicated to first helping you find the perfect Pomsky through reputable breeder, and second, helping you raise and train the perfect Pomsky. Today, Zadie Chemlin from SZ Rolling Acres, also commonly known as SZ Pomskys out of Iowa, is joining us to discuss the importance of finding the right breeder. Um, This is going to be more than just talking about like scams and puppy mills, but like, you know, who is the right breeder for you? So welcome, Zadie. Super excited to have you on the podcast. Hi, Preston. Thank you for having me. The POA has been such an amazing resource for Pomsky owners and breeders. So I'm very excited to dive into this topic. Cool. And rumor has it that you were one of the first members of the POA, the Pomsky Owners Association. Is that true? Yes, that is true. And it's, it's pretty awesome to be a part of that association for that long. So I love that. Awesome. Well, I'm privileged then to have like the first member of the association (laughs) on the podcast. Yeah. It's pretty neat. Thank you. Cool. And when did you start breeding? So growing up, my dad raised bird dogs. So I got to have a taste of the breeding scene pretty early on. Um, We would run the bird dogs in what we call field trials. And so we would ride on horseback, um, put quail in a field, and then set the dogs loose and they would go and find the birds. And so early on, I got to learn um, first an experience of what a good breeding pr- program was, you know, creating better dogs with more stamina, drive, birdiness were all important parts of ma- making a good bird dog. And so how I got into, into Pomsky's was kind of how a lot of people did, you know, obviously loving Huskies and then seeing those viral Pomsky photos come up and I immediately thought, okay, how do I get one? This is the coolest yeah, thing I've ever yeah. seen. And at that time, there really weren't many people breeding them, maybe five breeders. Um, So I did some research, saw what they were using. And I thought, you know what, this is going to be my breed. This is what I want to help create. And so I did all my research. I got my first breeding pair and had my first litter back in 2015. Awesome. So you're probably like what, like one of the first 10 Pomsky breeders, 20. Yeah. Yeah. To start. It's crazy to think about. So cool. And now when people uh, apply to be members of the Pomsky Owners Association, I can't tell you like how many of them mention your name or say, hey, Uh (laughs) Zadie's mentoring me. So, um, so yeah, you've really made an impact, you know, in, in the community, which is cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm very, I was very grateful when I started. I had two mentors that mentored me and dealt with all my newbie questions. So I know what the importance of finding a good breeder to work with is, you know, we all start somewhere every good breeder at one point knew nothing about breeding. And so I want to offer my knowledge to whoever needs it. Um, If I can't personally mentor them, then I'll help them find a person that can. So that's awesome. Yeah. Well, that's great. And today, you know, like 
a lot of palm ski shoppers they're looking for like the right color a low price point the closest breeder to them today we want to talk kind of dive into like you know is there more important aspects to be thinking about when you're looking for the right breeder um how much does the breeder actually matter as you look for the right dog and uh so yeah we're gonna we're gonna dive into that a little bit today and you know get your expertise and thoughts as someone who's super experienced so yeah perfect so first question for you what is the like as shoppers are looking for dogs they have a lot of different things in mind that they're looking for how important should they prioritize like the right breeder should they be looking for the right dog or the right breeder if that makes sense yeah, absolutely. They should be looking for both. Um, you know, they want to have certain things, certain aspects that they want out of a dog. Everybody has a specific look that they want. Um, but again, you want to find that right breeder. Um, there's so, so many amazing breeders out there that can breed, bring so many things to the table. Um, for one, what something I really look for and admire in breeders is that they embark test. Um, embark testing is a genetic test that we do. It shows um, the color panel that the Pomskis can make. It shows the breed. It shows what breed they're made out of, if they're actual real Pomskis. And then one of the really important parts, it shows their conditions. Um, it shows what genetic traits that they could pass on to their puppies. Um, and that could be like degenerative myopathy, um, von Wildebrand's disease, things that we want to try to keep out of the Pomsky. And so embarking is such a tiny cost that breeders can do to ensure we're creating not only healthy Pomskis, but um, making sure we're creating authentic Pomskis. So you want to be yeah. sure to buy a dog from a breeder that does embark. That's that's the, probably the biggest thing that you're looking for when you're looking for a breeder to work with. Okay. And should shoppers be asking for the embark results or just, you know, do you do embark? simply or is there stuff they should be looking at with the actual results from that from the embark mm -hmm. yeah you should absolutely be asking for the results it's super easy for a breeder just to copy the link and paste it and you'll get access to all of those the traits the breed the condition um so you can see for yourself that the parent is an actual pomsky yep that's cool. perfect and that's for mom and dad yes both parents yes yep okay. Okay. So embark number one, you, you mm -hmm. any shopper should ask for the results on, on their, on embark for the parents. Yes. Um, and what else should they be looking for in a breeder? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the second thing that I think is important, obviously working with an association like the PUA, APKC, it's, it's awesome. You know, we're, we're all working towards bettering the breed, working towards um, a better buyer breeder relationship. But there's also a lot of good breeders, not in associations, too. So I want to find a breeder that is actively working to better the breed, one that is involved in the community, knows breed standards, works with other breeders, and tries to create the best Pomsky possible. Um, as long as you have a breeder that's actively in the community trying to do that, every litter, they should be trying to make a better Pomsky. Um, so as long as they're embarking their dogs and they're within that range of really actively trying to do whatever they can to make a healthier more long, long lifespan, more friendly, um, just more adaptable Pomsky. Those are the breeders that you want to support. Cool. And what are the right questions that shoppers should be asking the breeders to get that information from them to make sure they really care if they're not a part of an, an association, even if they're a part of associations, then, you know, what questions should they be asking to make sure they really care about the breed and are there other important things they should, you know, be checking out, checking on with the breeder? 
Mm-hmm. One of the important questions you're asking is who do you work with? You know, getting involved in social media, which a lot of us are, we're very heavily on Facebook, Instagram. So if you go and follow their pages, you can see, you know, are they health testing their dogs? Um, are they really pairing dogs that look like the Pomsky standard? Um, mm-hmm. Are they collaborating with other breeders that are trying to um, work to just create a better dog? You know, we're really, we're, you know, seven, eight, nine years into this breed. So we have a set standard and we're trying to improve that. And so you can, you know, scroll on their social media, see what kind of dogs they have. You can see it within their language and they're using, um, are they embarking? Um, health testing has become a really big thing for Pomsies now. Um, and that just shows the step up on a breeder who's really putting health first. So yeah. those are all really great things to look for. Good. Yeah. Super helpful. Um, and what's the best way to get to know breeders? Should shoppers be calling them on the phone? Uh, obviously visiting them in person is probably ideal. Uh, if they can't do that, what, what do you recommend? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the best thing to do would definitely be social media. Um, follow their pages. We all have a community on Facebook, whether it be a page, a group, um, a really nice support system. So join those pages, follow the community. Um, and then when it comes time to reach out to your breeder, you know, breeders, time's valuable. We have families too. Um, there's some days where we spend days, weeks, and even years talking to some prospective buyers. And we really want you guys to be comfortable with us prior to reaching out with us. So what I would do is after you followed a couple breeders for a while, go ahead and reach out like five of them saying, Hey, I followed you guys for a really long time. You're one of my top five breeders. I want to get to know you better. And then really start that relationship. And then with us, we know off the bat that you're interested in us. We know you've done your research. We know you're one of your top five and we're going to do whatever we can to help you feel comfortable and get to know us um, to start that relationship. Yeah. And for our listeners, I think some of the groups that you can join on Facebook are like all things Pomsky's has some really good conversations Mm -hmm. going. Uh, The Pomsky Owners Association the American Pomsky Kennel Club. Those are a few. Am I missing any big ones that you would recommend? Yeah, Pomsky Pal is another good one. A lot of really great buyers are on there. Um, a place we can go and connect, ask questions, you know, ask any training advice and simply just share pictures and connect in the community. Yep, that'd be a really good one. Okay. And I will link at the end of this podcast, um, I will make sure that we have all these resources uh, when we make this podcast public so that Perfect. our listeners can find those. Um, so you mentioned, okay, pick like five breeders that you're interested Mm -hmm. in, follow a bunch of them, pick five that you really want are interested in and reach out and contact them. How, how important is location in this process? Should those five breeders be near the shopper, the buyer, or can they be all over the place? Yeah. So location should be at the very bottom of your list. (laughs) We all work with flight nannies, almost all of us, or we personally fly the puppies ourselves. Um, and that's usually around 500 to $700. So it's kind of, you know, a gauge you can expect. Um, and if you think about the value that a good breeder brings, that cost is nothing compared to what you'd have to pay for, say, a patella surgery or a dog aggression behaviorist because yep. you bought yep. a cheap palm ski from 30 minutes away. Um, so transport is an amazing tool that we use. Um, you usually fly dogs in cabin. They always have somebody with them. It's completely safe. Um, and most all of us breeders use that. So plan to shop anywhere, just find that good reader. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like that. I, one of the most common pages on our website that are visited are like Pomsky's by state and people are yeah. searching for Pomsky's near me. 
And mm-hmm. I often think like, ah, oh, what are they missing out on? Or what yes. breeders or potential good fit are they missing out on in a puppy and a breeder mm-hmm. across the country, right? So just thinking that they have to stay in that state and that's, yep, so not true. Yeah. And if they're really serious, like you said, it's going to be worth it, right? It's so yeah, worth five, it. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I've had someone drive down from Canada. That was my furthest drive <laughs> and cool. they've been amazing. So yeah, they come all over for a good breeder. Yeah. Cool. Preston here with a quick side note. If you've made it this far in the podcast, you likely have full intentions to purchase a Pomsky. We have people every day joining our free and paid Pomsky shopping memberships at pomskyownersassociation.com. From our Pomsky bank checklist to our available Pomsky listings across the country to joining our exclusive Facebook group, we are here to ensure you find the perfect Pomsky, which we've helped thousands of people do. So if you'd like our help, check out our membership options at pomskyownersassociation.com. Okay, back to the discussion. How much should like compatibility matter with the breeder? You know, let's say you have like three breeders, you like the way their dogs look, you've talked to them, um, you like all of them. Like if you get along with one a little bit more, does that, does that matter? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it matters a lot. And so I'll give a really cool story here. So I had sold a puppy to a buyer a couple of years ago. Um, asked all the right questions. Everything was great. And the puppy went home and they had some training problems. So they asked me for some advice and I gave it to them. And we, unbeknownst to us, ended up being polar ends on the spectrum on training. She thought she should train one way. I thought I should train the other way. We completely butted heads and it ended up severing our relationship. And so with that, oh, I'm really pro. I want the buyers to ask me so many questions about me, about my program. Am I a holistic breeder? Am I a hands-on breeder? How do I train my puppies? What would I do in this situation? So when these situations happen down the line with their Pomsky, I can be that really good support system to help them through those situations. So compatibility is huge. You really want to get a breeder that you kick it off with. You know you can ask them questions. You trust their advice. It set you off for a really good relationship. Yeah, that's a great story. I think Mm -hmm. a lot of shoppers don't realize that like, okay, if you can build a really good relationship with your breeder, it's going to help so much in the training and the raising of that dog, their resource, right there. You want to have that relationship ongoing. um, And the breeders care about their puppies, they care about the breed. And so they're going to be super helpful. Okay, so another question I have is around like, what impact does the breeder have on puppies beyond just using a really good dam and sire? And having good mm-hmm. genetics, like what else can shoppers ask breeders about that have an impact on their future puppy? Mm-hmm. Um, they can definitely ask how they're raised. That's kind of one of the biggest things. You know, we want to be setting these puppies off the right way. So you want to know what the breeder is doing from day one. You know, we can do early neurological stimulation from the day they're born. Um, we can start socializing at such a young age. You want a breeder that is hands on with those puppies. every single day, the first eight weeks, um, you know, there's 24 hours in a day. We can only post so much on social media. And so you want to be confident in a breeder that they are doing the work to set your puppy off to the good start, that they are crate training. They are potty training and they are leash work training. Um, you know, there's a lot of breeders that can just put their puppy in the back room, raise for eight weeks and just not do the work. And you want to know that you picked a breeder that day in and day out, 24 hours was pouring everything in that puppy to make sure eight weeks come and it is time for you. They're confident and they're ready to go to a new home. Yeah, totally. So that, that kind of brings up in my mind, the idea of like puppy mills or 
unethical breeders. I have like three levels of breeders that I, I like to think about. There's the internet scams where literally people will pay money for a puppy and that puppy will never show up. Uh, then you have like the puppy mills and unethical breeders. These usually for like the Pomsky breed, you're going to pay a lot less for these puppies and they're going to have a lot more problems. Right. Mm -hmm. And then, and then you have, you know, good ethical breeders, you have different levels of those breeders as well. But in general, I think there's kind of those three levels and for any shopper out there, they of course want to avoid the scams. They should stay away from the puppy mills and unethical breeders um, and, and find a good fit kind of in that top tier. So how, how can shoppers, you know, make sure that they're not dealing with a puppy mill or an unethical breeder? Mm -hmm. So we got really lucky from the beginning of having some pretty strict standards from, for the Pomsky, you know, with the IPA was one of the early organizations that set a really strong code of ethics. Yep. And so with that, we had a pretty good criteria laid um, with a good breeder working with association um, that gave a good start on weeding off the bad breeders in the puppy mills. And now, since it's been around for so long, the breed has gained so much popularity that it has been subjected to both those places. Yep. And so the, the worst thing that you can do is what some say, rescue a puppy from a pet store or an un unethical breeder, because what that does, it's padding their pockets to keep doing what they're doing. Mm, and so you really want to, yes, yeah, so you really yeah. want to know um, the benefits on what buying from a good breeder and supporting a good breeder to put more education out there. Um, so the best way to combat against those are doing things the right way and buying from a reputable, reputable breeder. And it should be pretty clear when the shopper is talking to people, if it's a puppy mill or unethical breeder, if they're asking mm -hmm. all these questions that we've kind of talked about, if they're getting the embark results, uh, I think there's some additional things you can do. Like a creative one that I've seen is you can go on uh, Google maps and you can look up the address and see like Absolutely. how big is their property that they say they're breeding their puppies on. And if it's a really, you know, sometimes you can actually see what's going on uh, at the property. Hey guys, we just wanted to make a quick note in this section of the podcast after recording. Zadie wanted our listeners to know that a lot of good breeders actually don't list their address online anymore. So don't be alarmed if you see this. There's a lot of reasons, but the main two are number one, with raising an expensive breed like Pomsky's, you run the risk of them getting stolen. And number two is bringing in outside diseases with a lot of visitors, which has actually happened leading to the deaths of some of our, the dogs in our community. So don't be alarmed if you don't see an address for a breeder online. Also, don't be alarmed if they don't want you to come to their home to see the dogs. A lot of them will meet in a public place, and this can be a good sign that they really care about the health of the breed and the dogs. So we just wanted to make uh, that quick note. If you have any questions, just uh, let us know. Uh, is there anything yeah. else you would recommend? Yeah, a really good thing is just starting with a conversation. You know, really good breeders will be open to answering all your questions. I always tell my buyers, you can never ask too many questions. I want somebody to come to me and just ask anything they want. And me as a good breeder, I will answer all of them. Um, breeders that are more puppy mills, scams, they're going to be fed up. They just want to make the money. They don't care yeah. about your questions. Um, they're not going to want to FaceTime. Always ask to FaceTime. FaceTime is wonderful. You can see the mom, the dad, the puppies, how they're raised. Um, any breeder that doesn't want to FaceTime with you, don't even do it. There's, there's no reason to even go there. Um, we're all open and willing to show you anything you guys want. So that'd be, that's a really good thing to ask just so you can physically lay your eyes on everything. Definitely ask for a FaceTime. Yeah. And in that FaceTime, right. You can ask them to go and show you where all the puppies are. 
you can kind yes. of analyze and see, you know, what's going on, uh, what kind of enclosure are they in? How, you know, mm-hmm. you can see a lot of things in a FaceTime, right? Correct. Yes. And then another big thing with scams too and po- bad breeders is the price. You know, we all know Pomsies are, are not a cheap breed. Um, and, you know, if you would look at some of the F1s that we've made back in 2014, you'd know, right, why? You know, we worked really, really hard to get this breed where they are. And so when you see a puppy for $500, $700, you need to have that red flag up because either it's not an ethical breeder um, or you're going to get scammed. Yeah. So really doing your research where you know the accurate price range where these guys lay so you know that you can not get scammed and not end up with an unhealthy puppy. Is yeah. really big. Anything under a thousand dollars, right? You should be get very your flag up. Yeah. Get flag. your flag up. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Any other big red flags? I think those are really the biggest. You know, the, the price point is people really scammers really take advantage of buyers on price. And I, I've known a few instances where some scammers have scammed buyers out of thousands of dollars. And it's simply because they either didn't FaceTime, they didn't get references, they didn't get reviews. Um, all of us breeders have a community we work with, most of us, a community we work with. So we have reviews ready on hand. We have another breeder. We can say, Hey, go check these guys out. I work with them. Um, there's so many questions that you could ask just really, um, especially with the FaceTime, I would say that's number one way how to weed out a bad breeder and a scammer is to ask for that FaceTime. Yep. Cool. Okay. So you've covered a lot. This has been great. If I, if I were to summarize here and tell me if I'm missing anything, um, you know, get embark results or some sort of DNA results, uh, from Pomsky breeders, ask lots of questions. Don't worry about location. Uh, get on a FaceTime with them, follow a lot of breeders on, on Facebook or Instagram and see which ones you like, and then kind of whittle it down to like five. And that's when you can really get into some in-depth conversations. Mm-hmm. Um, think about compatibility. Do you really like this breeder? Can, can you have a long-term relationship with them? That's going to benefit you and your puppy in training and raising, uh, the puppy. Um, and then look for the red flags, you know, pricing under a thousand dollars, uh, look for puppy mill flags. We, we have lots of resources and articles out there about scams, which I will make sure and link, uh, in the resources for the podcast Am I missing anything else or is there anything else important that you want to make sure shoppers should know about when finding the right breeder? Yeah. So something I think is important just because I have been breeding for so long. um, You know, my first litter is going to be turning seven years old in March and that's so hard to believe. And what's awesome is I have kept in touch with all six of those puppies for these last seven years. Um, Buyers are friends on Facebook. I got to see my impact of raising that puppy, bringing it into the world. And then giving it to these owners, trusting these owners to raise this puppy and to see that puppy become their world. And so I know the positive impact of having a really good breeder to buyer relationship. And so that's one that I want everybody to be able to experience. Yeah, that's awesome. So cool. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I like to do a quick, like one minute round of questions at the end with each of our breeders. Um, Are you good with that? Yeah, sounds great. Okay. So number one, what is your favorite type of Pomsky? Like percentage Pomeranian, Husky, coat type, color, et cetera. So my favorite type of Pomsky would have to be an F1. 
because I know how much work went into them. <laughs> I know yeah. how much research went into that Husky mask. So when I see a perfectly marked little F1 Pomsky, I'm like, yep, you are awesome. <laughs> but looks wise, I love the wooly. I love the short, stocky build, silver coat with nose bars. That's my ideal Pomsky. Yeah, so cool. Yeah. F1, spoken like a true breeder right there. Right. <laughs> one from the beginning. Okay, yep. second question. What is one piece of advice you'd give to every Pomsky owner? My biggest piece of advice would give be patient. You know, the first 12 months are going to be a lot of training. Um, but as long as you stick to it, find a trainer, ask questions. There's Baxter and Bella. There's YouTube videos galore. Um, find those resources to really hit hard on that training. And if you do, you are going to have the best dog that you have ever had for the next 12 to 15 years of your life. So be patient and train, train, train. <laughs> yeah. Those first, what, 12 months are super key, yes. right? And after that, it is smooth sailing, but this plan for rough 12 months. And after that, it's amazing. Yeah. Yep. They're and so smart. Shoppers need to know that when they're getting into it, right? Like I am committed. This is what I'm doing. Uh, you Absolutely. know, does the next year for them look like they have the time, you know, make mm -hmm. sure maybe they're not moving or any yes. other big changes, right? Yep. They can fully dedicate it to their Pomsky. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Who is someone you really look up to in the Pomsky community? This could be someone you've met in person or you just follow online either way. Yeah, that's such a great question. So someone I look up to in the Pomsky community is actually one of my mentees. Um, her name is Dawn Miller of Happy Hills Kennels. Dawn had a pretty rough set situation when she first started and had to take some time off from that. Um, she decided to come back at it, do her research and get back into the game. She bought the best dogs from the best breeders from the ground up and she has a rock solid foundation. She did things the right way. And I think that's so awesome to watch a breeder, ask questions, get under a mentorship program um, and excel. And so I was actually able to buy a puppy from her first litter back. And she is one of the best puppies I've ever been around. And that's a huge compliment because I've been around a lot of puppies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so she took, she took that advice and she nailed it. So definitely Dawn. She's amazing. Don Miller. Awesome. I love, yep. I love hearing like all the connections and, um, within the community. It's fun to hear how you yes. guys have learned from each other and worked with each other. So absolutely. Yep. Okay. Where are you most active online? So I'm most active on Facebook. You can find us at www.facebook.com slash SZ Pomsky's. This is, um, this is like, one. this is my second podcast episode that I've hosted. And yeah. I think I need to stop asking that question because Facebook is probably going to be the answer every time. Right? Yeah, it is. That is our number one. We are all heavy, <laughs> heavy, heavy on Facebook. <laughs> I'll have to yes. come up with another question. Yeah, so. yeah, that'd be good. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Zadie. Uh, thanks for all you do for the Breed Omsky Owners Association. It's been, it's been great to have you. Yes, you as well. We appreciate you. So this is awesome. Okay, thanks. We'll get to feeling better. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, I'll talk to you later. Bye. Okay. See ya. Hey, thanks for making it to the end of the episode. We hope you learned a ton today from Zadie. We are so grateful for what she does in the Pomsky Owners Association. As mentioned at the beginning of the episode, go and check out the new website, especially the available Pomskys page. If you've made it to this point, you're probably serious about finding the right breeder. On that page, you will start to see, you know, the dog, the type of breeder that you like, the dogs they're creating. And it's a place where you can follow all of our approved breeders in one place and know that you can trust them. So go check it out and let us know if you have any questions. And we look forward to having you join next week. 
we will be publishing a new episode every Thursday uh, in the foreseeable future. Thanks. Bye.